there's this couple that takes like the from the top of the U.S. to the bottom, and they go to like their favorite restaurants and they get a meal and then they freeze dry it because they know they like the meal, mm. and then they take that. Mm. But then you got to experiment it with yeah. how much water. And it's stuff. always when you're doing that freelancing on the freeze dry, and you got to figure out the water situation because yeah. when you're talking about going a personal concoction, as Tanya would make dehydrate or not freeze dry, dehydrate spaghetti and fuck, you got to get it thin as paper to dehydrate all the way through. Yeah. And then you got to look at it and go, well, fuck, how much water is this going to take? Yeah. And that's a game you got to play at home before you get in the mountains. What if you, what if you took a cup of hydrated spaghetti before you dehydrate it and you weigh a cup and then when it's done dehydrating, you weigh a cup and then whatever the weight difference is, that was your water weight. Welcome to the Shoot to Hunt podcast with your host, Ryan Avery, a registered Democrat who loves the 6'5 Creedmoor, and the Jacob O'Shaney, his beard is made of the gypsy pubes. But together, they make the number four podcast in all of the US and they a great success. It is a nice. We're gonna have to. Uh redo that now that I fucking have a 6 by Creedmoor. Well, now it's just true. <laughs> uh, it kind of hurts. It hurts yeah. my heart a little. Uh, it's true. Did your weight change over the last hour? No. Well, oh. No, that's not true. <laughs> I told everybody I could have been 210 now because I ate a donut with sprinkles on it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Hey, you, uh, speaking of diets, you said you haven't had sugar in how long? Uh, one, two, three. Six days. Kind of a reset. What did that uh, feel like? Well, I didn't sleep right for a minute, to be honest. You're tossing and turning because I like to eat my – I won't have a donut. I can have that whole box of donuts out there. I will not eat a donut here. I only like my sugary bread stuff, cookies, donuts in the evening. That's my thing. Always? And really, yeah, like as close to bed as possible. Like I won't eat a bowl of cereal in the – like if we're out in the fucking woods or whatever, I'll have a muffin in the morning. But generally, I prefer my sugar in the evening. So I can stare at those all day and not touch them. I could not eat all day and just grub the fuck out right before bed. And that's my big problem. Oh, you don't have any like digestion you feel. Well, that's weird. what, yeah, because I won't sleep right. Because you'll, you know, I'll be 12 donuts deep and a half a <laughs> gallon of milk. And he's laughing because he knows it's true. I'll sit there. Oh, on the you're saying couch. you do get fucked up sleeping because you ate that. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. So now that I, you know, I've kind of been six days or so without still tossing and turning, like I got tums and shit next to the bed. I'll wake up and I'll have thrown up into my own throat. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like acid reflux? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, because imagine like you go to bed, right? And your stomach is so full. All that food almost has nowhere to go. But I'll work all day here and not touch a thing. Right. Just water. And then I get home and I'm like so hungry. And then I like my sugar in the evening anyway. So it just gets bad. Mm-hmm. And it has or has not helped with the acid reflux. Oh, I don't have it when I don't eat sugar. Gotcha. If I don't eat the sugar. Basically, I don't stuff myself before bed, and then I don't have the acid reflux, so everything is better. Yeah, like I'll notice, like all the, like all your lower intestinal kind of inflation, not inflation. What's the word? Inflation. No, no. Inflammation. 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 Your lower intestine, like, you'll notice that, like, I'll have like a flat stomach, and then at the bottom quarter of your stomach, you have like a pooch. Right. Well, that's all the inflammation from all the shit in your intestines or whatever. Like, all my belly starts. The inflammation goes down when I drop the sugar. And I'll have, like, my belly's flat right now. My uh, pooch starts at my teats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a full-leg pooch. My pooch tends to stay low. 
<laughs> you know, generally most people, it's because of what they put in their body and you got all the inflammation in your intestines. All yeah. that shit sits down in there and it takes a time. It takes some time to heal. So it takes me about, takes my body about a week of zero sugar, at least in the evening for me. And I'm not talking like I don't, uh, there's still sugar in my coffee and whatnot, but um, generally, you know, donuts and shit takes a week for it to go down. Hmm. No, yeah. headache, no headaches, though. I never get headaches, really. Never? Never. You know, Man, I get It's it. not a normal thing. And a lot of... Jessica gets them all the time. Does she? Probably from me. <laughs> that's from you my, transferred your headaches That's from mine yeah. from him, too. So I guess it's kind of applicable here because we're going to talk about sugar in the backcountry and whatnot, yeah. and I, I will eat the shit out of some sugar, you know, if I'm up doing whatever. That's a yeah. different kind of eating schedule, and I think that's true for most people. You yeah. Know, oh, sorry. You know what's funny is I, I rarely eat in the mountains. For some reason, I just don't eat. I know why. Because the same reason I barely eat. I have to force myself to eat, which yeah. if I'm home or here, or I eat like a fucking pig. Mm-hmm. I get in the woods. If I get hot, I like lose my appetite. And I bet you it's the same yep. with you. Yeah. Like I have to force myself to eat food because I just, I can't. It's weird. It is weird. Like it's, I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm sure there's a doctor who can tell us why. But when I get hot. I have to force myself to eat because I know I'm hungry. I know I'm burning shitloads of calories, but I do not have an appetite. We went to the White House Grill a couple nights ago, the whole family there when he got back. And they have AC, but it don't work very well. So you're sitting there, right? And you, and it's not... It's not... <laughs> a bunch of fucking sweat, yeah. sweat hogs up in that bitch. So you're not, you're not hot. You're not sweating when you first sit down. Right. It's, 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 I wouldn't say comfortable, but it's not sweaty hot. And then you drink your water, and then the appetizers come, and you start putting this hot food in your body, and then your body starts working overtime because it starts digesting. Well, your body starts to heat up, and then the sweat starts. <laughs> and then by the time the main entree gets there, it's this fucking pile of chicken and taters right on this plate, and you start eating, and by the time I'm done, I'm dripping. I'm like, I got to get up and get out of here. you're sweating like a bastard. Oh, was, my butt was all sweaty. So he gets, he gets up out of his chair. We're headed out. Dude, he's got a sweat line down his back, right? It was intense. And I, you know, and I actually told Jessica, I'm like, it's probably good that it's hot in here because I would have destroyed this whole plate of potatoes. Oh, my God. And we couldn't get through all of it. And I think it is. It's a lot to do with being hot and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's it's probably better for you. I don't know what the reasoning, but I imagine it's your body's just saying you're hot and it's doing other shit. So, mm-hmm. but I do have to. F- I, I, it's not as bad like when I got goats because I can pack a little, you know, some little extra shit that I like. Yeah. But all I know, I'm digging into another fucking mountain house. Yeah. It, it just ain't ain't appealing you know to you me. You ain't eating no mountain house. Well, I did. I have a story because we were talking about our freaking fearless marketing guy was like, "You got to have some." hooks we gotta have yeah yeah. well here's a tip a tip (laughs) just the tip just the tip before you fucking take it into the mountains make sure you try it at home we have a good story for that too (laughs) (laughs) buffalo so went in i was actually just scouting i wasn't hunting just scouting trip went in it was just me and buzz backpack hunting so i was taking just light as i could Got in there and I'd never tried this buffalo style mac and cheese. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds delicious, right? Yeah. Sounds. And it, it actually wasn't bad. I could eat it. It was palatable. <laughs> Dude, I ate it. And I already, you guys both know my explosive diarrhea stories. <laughs> Dude, within 30 minutes, I fucking didn't think. I, so I ate it and I kept walking. I did not think I was getting my backpack off fast enough <laughs> for what was coming. You have a lot of explosive yeah, like, shit dude, stories, like, actually. 
Well, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a secret. <laughs> if we're driving uh-huh. and I say, pull over, <laughs> you have less than 30 seconds or there's going to be shit in the truck. Oh, so anyways, man. within 30 minutes, I didn't think I was getting my backpack off. That. People say, oh, it doesn't happen that fast. Well, bullshit. Yeah. I ate it and I had explosive <laughs> lava coming out of my butthole within 30 minutes. So something happened. Oh, man. And, and I go, it had, the only thing that changed is the only thing I'd never tried before was this buffalo style mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's it. That's funny shit. So what's your story on not so testing that, Well, it? let's just say that that's, that's just the tip number one for this. Po- Obviously, we're talking backcountry food and water on yes. this podcast here. And it's, it's all going to be non-sponsored, from the heart, personal backpack experience. Uh, well, I'll just start off. By, do you remember the name of that meal? Something like, it was either like some curry. Oh, it was. spicy curry, I think spicy it was. Spicy curry chicken or something like that, right? And so he was. Like curry what chicken brand? Rice. What were you? I think it, Peak. It, it, yeah, it was Peak. Wait. It's probably seven. We probably couldn't say 100% it was Peak. I don't want to say this is not true. Something spicy curry. Yeah, there's a, there's some curry shit going on. So let's just go for that. So you were you were five, six? Five, yeah, five or six, probably. Oh, we're backpacking. A while ago. We, we weren't hunting. No. So we went up a certain there. I used to punish him when he was a kid, right? We would go do this uh, this peak in Southern California. For those of you who are listening down there, it's called San Gorgonio, and it's in San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. It's one of the they have like this seventeen peak thing or something you do in Southern California. But the peak is eleven six sixty two, I think eleven six eleven five, whatever it is. It's close to that. It's eleven and a half thousand feet to the peak. So you would start off somewhere around five thousand feet and. I think it was about a six or seven mile trip, but we would go up about halfway and we would camp. Mm-hmm. And we camped there. We brought this meal this time and him and I both had it for dinner. And the next morning. <laughs> no, that night. That night. Yep. Whatever happened, happened to us both at the same time. <laughs> and we couldn't get out of the tent fast enough. We were half naked. And it, and you're really close. Like. You have to walk a good ways to get in California. There's fucking people everywhere. So we had to, right. you had to get a good ways away from camp to find a good shit spot. <laughs> so there was only really one good shit spot. It was like, who's going to shit first kind of thing. So we're both running. We basically ran in opposite directions <laughs> and we had the curry shits. And, and now that I think back on it, why would I ever get a fucking dehydrated or a freeze dried meal that said curry on it? And like you said, we never tried it first. It sounded good. We were, it did. Well, yeah, doesn't sound good now. I don't think I can ever eat curry again. It was that bad. Bad. And it, it happened to both of you, so it wasn't a one-off. Yeah, no. it was. And that's the only thing we ate was just that meal. We shared it. Yeah. So it was the fucking curry. And I'm pretty sure Peaks wasn't alive then, so it wasn't Peaks. Yeah, this I'm talking this is this is eight, seven to eight years ago yeah, at this point. I think 2017 or 18. So it, that probably didn't help, too. It was probably some off-brand. Like, it we was. were really inexperienced at, at backpacking and hiking and whatnot then. And, and uh, yeah. So anyways... Try shit first. You got to try it first. And you got to try it. Not only that, but like I always, it seems like they're, well, Peaks is pretty good. And, and Gastronome, which we'll talk about, is pretty good. The water, the fucking water is all over the map on how much you need and each kind of thing. Like spaghetti calls for I this. I put that on my list because it drives me fucking oh, crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so what I put here, I put water measurement sucks to try and get perfect. It does. Because they'll put whatever fucking measurement. And then why can't they, on these stoves and MSR, whatever the fuck, why can't they put like an accurate, why is it always like milliliters or some bullshit when every fucking backpacking mill says cups? Yep. Then you got to make some bullshit. Like we have some conversion. Deal. We have some stoves where I went in there and scratched. Like I would measure two cups of water 
mm-hmm. dump it in, and then scratch the mark where that's at. Why can't MSR get their head out of their ass? And, and they, maybe they have. There's you know. a few that do it, but yeah. I got this from Kelly. Uh-huh. He marks his spoon. He has like the a spoon, f- that's a great idea. He oh, marks yeah. his spoon with what? how many ounces it is. And he, yeah. So I've never <laughs> But you know that you're going to fucking use the stove with a damn freeze-dried meal. Why can't they all just be on like a standard? I got an idea. Uh-huh. They fucking hate America. Probably. <laughs> they well, have we to. are we are the oddballs. No, we're right. Oh. <laughs> Fuck so kilometers. Every, everybody, well, everybody else everybody... does it the same way and yeah. we're the one country that doesn't and we have it right. Yes. What, about, what about yeah, has England switched all the metric too? I don't know. No. They probably have their little bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the U, the US is one of the few countries that uses standard system, so I think there's three. Anyways, but you're right. All those cups do come with milliliters. Another cool trick I had read sometime when you're doing the ultralight thing, of course, marking your spoon, it takes no weight, but we would take like this bottle right here mm-hmm. and I'd put two cups of water and we would cut it Gotcha. at that distance and then unfold it, pour your water mm-hmm. in and kind of do it that way. But if, and then if you don't get the water pretty close to right, you're either fucking soup yep. or your powder. <laughs> it's one or the other if you don't get it really close. Like well, you got like a five percent fucking room for error. And what? Well, another thing is what happens when you fuck up and you're just a little off and everything's crunchy. Yes, that's what I'm I saying. It's like the powder, like the yeah. yeah, crunchy. Yeah, like if you have noodles or something or yeah. beans, they're fucking crunchy, and I hate that. Yeah, that goes back to I don't want to eat it anyways. So then yeah. it's not taste good because it's fucking crunchy, or it is soup. Yeah, some guys can just eat any Mountain House and they think it's great. And does you know doesn't bother them or whatever, and and I guess if you it depends on how you eat in your normal life may equate some to what you think is palatable in the mountains. There's some whack like my buddy Luke Moffat used to write for us on Rockslide. Uh-huh. I went home to Alaska and he's like, "Food's for fuel, not for fun." And I'm like, "The fuck it is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with him definitely halfway. But yeah. when you're in the mountains and it's difficult to eat, you have to have something you like, Dude, or, you're or not I won't eat it. Fucking eat it. Like There's a, one thing I can eat in the mornings, and it's oatmeal. Oh, no. Hot oatmeal. Hot oatmeal. Yeah. Whenever I eat, like that's the, the only thing. Real oatmeal or that shit that comes in a fr- <clears throat> that you just add water to. In the package, I don't know what brand. I think, it is, I think making oatmeal. So if you take if you take the the quick one minute oats, mm-hmm. and then you can buy powdered whole milk, and then put whatever other mixings you like in your oatmeal. Brown sugar. Put some fucking dried banana chips or whatever, and then put it in a. We use just the quart freezer bag so that it'll take some hot water. Of course, heating up water, I hate doing it anyway. Yeah. I hate doing all of it anyway, so I'd rather just eat on the run, but Me he's fucking too. picky. Like, I'm not a backpacker. Like, I only backpack for the hunting aspect. Yeah. And I always heard, you ever do, like, that cold soak kind of shit? Oh, yeah. Definitely. So kind of explain that to the non-fucking granola. What do you mean cold soak? Like, uh, basically, it's overnight oats. Yes. So you take, we eat this at home, too. It's really easy. And I've experimented a lot with it, so I can tell you what not to put it in and what to put it in. Basically, uh you take the real oats, not the one-minute oats. Real oats, put them in a bowl, and you cover it with almond milk to the top. Whatever covers the oats, cover it to almond, cover it with almond milk to the top, and then it goes in the fridge overnight. And when you're done, it's basically it's like cereal. It's like soft, flaky oats. And these are the whole oats, so they actually – there's different type of carbs. These are complex carbs, so they burn nice and slow. They mm. don't give you a spike of energy and then drop down. So it's great to eat. And then mm. – don't put a bunch of mixins and shit in it because then it don't last long in the fridge. And regular cow milk also doesn't last long in the oats in the fridge. It gets like this acidic kind of weird taste after a few days. So if you want to make enough for the week, use almond milk. That'll last for a week. Gotcha. Um, but dude, like some maple syrup and banana and walnuts in that shit is fucking delicious. 
Yeah, and I've heard that people do it actually with their f- meals too. Like they don't eat them hot. Yeah, they just cold soak them. Which it takes a lot longer. Yeah, they like generally. do it in the morning. And they hike all day and then they yeah. eat it. Which I had never heard, and then I heard you say it again because, like I said, I'm not from the backpacking. You know, well, the heat side. it doesn't break down the food like the heat will. The heat, the hot water inevitably breaks down the food into smaller pieces somehow, some way. So the cold soak basically keeps everything. Like if you if you cook those oats on the stove like normally people did, it gets like this uh, creamy texture, like mm-hmm. a thick like glue almost. Whereas when you soak them in the almond milk, the the liquid that's in there is not thick or viscous in any way. It's like whole flaky piece of oats with thin milk, basically, gotcha. which to me is more palatable than that fucking glue shit when you cook them, you know, on the stove. So that would be the difference, I think, between cold soak and hot soak. On the freeze-dried mills, there's there's lots of good options now. I mean, I've talked about Mountain House trying to kill me, but it's probably the Mountain House is probably the mill that I've eaten the most, like brand-wise. Yeah. And they've actually, so I've heard, I have not tried any new mills, but they've kind of changed their recipes as of late. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I they have that, a lot more competition than they ever started yes. with. Yep, and they do. They did the pro packs. And they did something. They've upgraded the pro packs, which is the smaller, like single, mm-hmm. single feed, you know, pack. But um, the peaks came along, and I think really pushed. There's another couple, but pushed it along. And I am not a huge fan of peaks. I've tried. I mean, I do like their three bean chili mac. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. But I really like last year. We tried the gastronome. Mm-hmm. A big. We fan. tried us. We tried several. I don't remember all the names, but yeah. I told you we bought several brands mm-hmm. just to try at home before we left. Like you said, it's better to try at home. So. My favorite meal I've ever had is the gastronome uh, something dumplings. Oh, yeah? Best, best food. Going back to the Mountain House, the only thing I've ever heard people say consistently about Mountain House is the fucking biscuits and gravy is good. Yes. I, see, I hear that from a lot it of people. Is. The peak biscuits and gravy is good, but they have really big chunks of biscuit. And a lot of times the water will not infiltrate that whole biscuit. So you end up with a, mm-hmm. some extra crunchy stuff. But the mountain house is not that way. I'm trying to, th- I'm looking up something right now. This other one I had last year at the end. And it's jalapeno. Do you remember the one I had? The brand is jalapeno biscuits and gravy. Uh, it's, oh, they're dude, from that was fucking, fucking good. They're from Montana. Montana. Okay. Um, hey, f- Luke, uh, Luke, give it a go. Try to find some jalapeno biscuits and gravy that are made in Montana. Oh, but hold on, Luke. There's a place that we use also uh, out of Oregon, and they do a lot of like the they'll do freeze dried sausage, but they do a chicken and dumplings too. Yeah, I think it's called Dottie's Chicken and Dumplings. Let me oh, find the name of this place. Oh, that's the one. It's the Dottie's. You like the Dottie's Chicken and Over Dumplings over the gastronome? Yeah, the Dottie's was the bomb. Luke, did that work? Dottie's. So was... packet packet gourmet. Oh yeah, you had some fucking jalapenos. Yes, there are some. That's the cheese dip. Queso. Yes, yeah. they make a queso yeah, dip there. That is fucking good. It is. So if you guys hit up packetgourmet.com out of Oregon, the Dottie's chicken and dumplings is good, and the queso dip is fucking good. But they also sell you, you can buy just freeze-dried chicken, just freeze-dried sausage. And and, and I'm going to tell you something that we, we like to do also. We actually buy freeze-dried refried beans. Mm-hmm. Then you take the minute white rice, and you put chili seasoning in there, and then you can take freeze-dried hamburger meat, and you could basically make Frito pie in the backcountry yourself. When we went to that first place where you almost died, yeah. in, 
What was the one you make that day? That was, was it. Oh, that was fucking good. Yeah, dude. So it's if you go on Amazon, you get basically it's southwestern style refried beans and they're freeze dried. Then you take your minute white rice, whatever regular minute white rice you got, chili seasoning, and then get some freeze dried either sausage or hamburger meat. Put it all in the bag, in a, in a quart freezer bag, and you're basically making your own Frito pie. You guys also brought like a little. Well, not the trip. You brought like little things of bread. You remember, because uh, I, I had this little tiny cheese grater from backpacking. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I had I this little that. red cheese grater. Yeah. And you get like four shreds at a time. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys had like a little fucking setup. And that's where I'm like stupid in the fact that I'm like setting my ways backpack hunting. Oh. And you guys came from a different perspective yeah. of the. It was all about the food. So when he yeah. was four and five to get him in the mountains just to carry around a fucking backpack, yeah. the food had to be on point. So that's where that came from is trying new shit, figure out what he liked and you get a little six stack in the woods, you had to get some good grub. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, go ask Mason, go ask see if he's connected real quick. Will you? Run out there and ask him. Did you not hear? I just redid it. Let's see if he that worked. So I want to know what the jalapeno shit is. I don't remember what the bread things you're talking about. What was it? Was it for the It was for that dip you brought it. I, oh, is wheat thins. Oh damn, they're the he's best. It was the tomato, the sun-dried tomato and basil wheat thins are the shit. Oh, they are. Oh, yes. Yeah. I do like those. Yes. That's what you remember. God, now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> those with that queso? Hey, that's what you want, though. It is. You want to be fucking wanting to eat it. Yeah. And the one thing that goats have done is, like, expanded my fucking food. Yes. You know, you can take a little better shit. You can bring a can freeze. of something that you're not going to carry the weight of. Yeah, not freeze-dried everything. Yeah. But that gastronome, you're right, and I cannot, I wish Luke was doing it, the jalapeno biscuits and gravy, they're fucking delicious, and it's a green label. They're from Missoula, and I cannot think of the name of them. Have, did you try the ice cream sandwich from gastronome, the freeze-dried one? No. I listened to a podcast with Lampers, and they have gotten into freeze-dryers. Uh huh. And they remember Lamper yeah. said you could put sixty four fucking eggs or whatever yes. in a freeze dryer. Yes. Well, they were doing ice. They were freezing or uh, dehydrating ice cream sandwiches. Uh huh. Apparently, they're delicious when they rehydrate. Oh, rehydrate. Shit. Yeah. Well, you keep talking about the one. Yeah. You can't just Google jalapeno biscuits and gravy because it just brings up all the recipes. Freeze dried. For... Oh yeah, we might be able to put freeze dried in there. Jalapeno. When I bring it up, it just says I want it. I don't think it's Alpine. Is it Alpine? Pinnacle. Pinnacle? Pinnacle That's Foods. It. Pinnacle yeah, Foods. Yeah. Pinnacle Foods. That one was They were delicious. good, too. Yep. Yeah, they were. And there's another one. There's another company called Addis Montana. It's, like it's Alpine Fuel. Alpine uh -huh. Fuel is the name of it. <clears throat> they made a couple of good ones I tried last year. Yeah. There's another one. It's a She's a girl out of Alaska. Oh, uh, Heather's Choice. Yeah. Yeah. We tried a couple things from there. But really, we keep going back to like the pack, the Packet Gourmet place. If you guys check that out, they got a lot of good options. They have like... Uh, you can, uh, it's like a tuna helper, right? Like yeah. you can bring a can of tuna or whatever, and then you mix stuff in there. Or they'll do a ramen helper. So you buy like just the top ramen, and it's a bag of goodies that basically turns it into a better meal. I do like top ramen. Like it sounds crazy, but, and it's a lot of sodium. This shit's terrible for you. Yeah. But it's good in the mountain because there is so much fucking sodium that's dumping into you. Yeah. And it seems palatable. Well, sometimes you look at a big ass heavy spaghetti or stroganoff in the freeze dried, you're like, Fuck, that's heavy, oh. and I don't eat it. So mm -hmm. that is a good backup food. Is the top ramen or the pho? Or how do you say it? Pho? Yeah, pho, pho, yeah, P H O. You, you. Daniel brings it up to me all the time. Pho. I'm like, 
Huh. Anyways, people are using that. I see in the backcountry. Yeah, light. Just add water. I would say too. I mean, Mountain House and between Mountain House and Peak, those are probably the go tos for most guys. And most guys are not. You know, they're not. They're usually just one guy buying for themselves. They're not spending too much. And uh, you know, I find myself now we keep spending more and more evenings in the backcountry. Becomes expensive. You know, you're spending twelve bucks a meal, twelve yes. bucks at dinner times two. And then you add in the fact that everything becomes redundant because you've ate it. Like last year, I think I was, Tanya will tell you better because he always corrects me, 70-ish days overnight. You can't fucking eat the same damn thing mm -hmm. 70 plus days because I don't want to eat it anyways. Yeah. You'd like that packet gourmet because they do like uh Dude, I like that shit you gave me. So for a lunch, they do like these chicken salad mixes. They'll have like a mesquite. Oh, that was good. Uh, and some different options, but those are cold chicken water. Salad. So you do like a cold water mesquite chicken salad. Mm -hmm. So you know you're going to eat lunch in 20, 30 minutes. You put your cold water in, put it back in your pack and get your fucking sun-dried tomato basil wheat thins with it. Or your tortilla. Fucking money. Chicken, what was it called? Chicken salad, uh, chicken, yeah, mesquite, mesquite chicken salad, chicken packet salad. gourmet, yeah. But yeah, you get a lot of guys out there like uh, Aaron Snyder and then and then Frank. Frank did, yeah, they did something before Frank left. But Frank does a good job about laying out, trying to get as much calories in per ounce, yep. Uh, you know, doing the tortilla thing. Uh, even who was your podcast girl before for Rockside? Uh, Jordan Bud. Yeah, so Jordan even does a good thing where she like freezer pack or uh, where they suck the air out of the bag. Yeah, the oh, vacuum yeah. seal, back yeah. seal bags. She'll go in there and put like a like a cheese and a meat and a tortilla or whatever, and kind of puts the lunch together. There's a lot of good Back easy ways. Like pickles stay pretty good depending on how you package them, things like that. Uh, if you get really extra sharp cheddar, like Tillamook extra sharp cheddar, it doesn't have to stay cold. The cheese will be good. And even if it gets a little whatever on it, you just shave that piece off and you still got the cheese. Yeah. Good. There's this couple that takes like the from the top of the US to the bottom and they go to like their favorite restaurants and they get a meal and then they freeze dry it because they know they like the meal. Mm -hmm. And then they take that. Mm. But then you got to experiment it with yeah. how much water. It's and always stuff. when you're doing that freelancing on the freeze dry and you got to figure out the water situation because yeah. when you're talking about going a personal concoction is Tanya would make dehydrator, not freeze dry, dehydrate spaghetti and fuck you gotta get it thin as paper to dehydrate all the way through. Yeah. And then you gotta look at it and go, Well, fuck, how much water is this gonna take? Yeah. And that's a game you gotta play at home before you get in the mountains. What if you what if you took a cup of hydrated spaghetti before you dehydrate it and you weigh a cup? And then when it's done dehydrating you weigh a cup. And then whatever the weight difference is, that was your water weight. I think there's it may a not reconstitute the same way. Yeah, I think it doesn't. There's something with that that somebody was brought up somewhere. And basically, it takes a little bit more. And I don't remember the reasoning yeah. a little more to get it. Yeah. But uh, that's like when you like, so if you have spaghetti like two or three days later at home, mm -hmm. I would always put a little bit of water on top before I microwaved it mm -hmm. because it became thicker. It's like the noodles absorbed the extra moisture and it needed that little bit more to have that right consistency. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, again, it's getting stuff that you like to eat. And it yeah. ain't fucking freeze-dried. The, but there's a lot of options nowadays, too. It ain't just, you ain't just stuck on Mountain House anymore. I know Peak is super popular because they get the, you know, the big guys, Cameron Haynes and whatnot behind them. Or who is it? There's another Chad guy. Chad uh, Mendez. Yeah, Chad Mendez. I found last year, so we I went and bought like 30 fucking Peak meals mm -hmm. for, for the season, basically. And the first trip we took, we, we heated them up, and it was like, 
I think something went wrong in shipping or they were old meals or whatever it is, but it had been pulverized to where there were new chunks of food left. It was just it like was powder. Fucking pow- it was a mush. Like sand? Yeah. Yeah. It wow. was a mush. And imagine if you took all that freeze-dried food and you just crumbled it up and then you put your water in. Well, now it's like this mush. And, and mentally, you taste what you taste, but it's the texture that fucks it all up. And it's already yes. difficult to eat when you're back there. So if you're not dealing with the texture well, you're not going to eat it. And I think they have to put, like Mountain House Wise, have to put so much preservatives. Shit all tastes the same to me after a while anyways. Mm. Toward Peaks, when it first came out, it did taste different. I like the difference was like the big whole chunks of food is something that sets them apart. You're talking about the and gravy. They had like real fucking pieces of sausage in there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then the gastronome. Yeah, that yeah. one you guys got to try. The gastronome had a couple different that were really good. In fact, uh, Luke, can you pull up gastronome he's still meals dis- he's still disconnected. on the TV? Well, that's what he was talking about. I know, but he came back. I saw a shadow. Gastronome. Yeah, I heard him come through the door. Or that was my mom. Yeah, gastronome has several. They have like, and they're not uh, what I call main stream meals like spaghetti or beef stroganoff. They were also on that discount. What is that discount? Guide Hunter fitter? guide fitter. Yep. They were on guide fitter, weren't they? No idea. Oh, here he is. He's bringing them up. Let's see what the what's the menu you got up there. Shop food, top left. Okay, which oh, ones did we try? You stay away oh. from the curry. <laughs> <laughs> the mush, I tried the mushroom. The oh, yeah, the shepherd's pie. That was bomb. No, the sausage rigatoni. Yes, I had that, that, was that several best. times in the cellway. And that is and fucking gravy. good. Yep. The, the bison tree so good. It's fucking all good. Yeah. Oh, I love the Huckleberry ice cream sandwich, dude. Pecan and banana. And I kind of look like the guy in the package. So. <laughs> <laughs> you do look at him carrying the ice cream cone. I don't think you can so go wrong cool. with anything that she makes. And if yeah. you hear her backstory, it's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Gastronome, guys. The gnome is spelled G-N-O-M-E. Gastronomemeals.com. Like we said, we tried almost all of them, and they were all great. But I'm mm-hmm. just have a thing. I, I'm not going to eat the Thai green curry. I'm just scared of it. And they're not fucking cheap. You're looking at $17 a meal. Yeah. yeah. So you got to pack, you got to put that into perspective. They they put the weight and calories on there. So this ain't like the mountain house that went on sale for 20% off and is seven bucks. It's not the same. Hey, hey, look up Pinnacle. Luke, look up Pinnacle Foods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was that the 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 jalapeno? Oh, yeah. God, I hope they're still in business because I need to order those before this this year starts. Yes. But if I had a top, top choice for freeze-dried it would be gastronome one brown would be gastronome yeah yep. that means it's worth checking out guys he's ate a lot of shit in the field and i mean literally shit <laughs> curry hey, you don't want to go back at the curry at all huh? dude i don't i don't care if it is from gastronome oh, Dad, you, gotta, you gotta yell nervous. at him what pinnacle foods luke Pinnacle pinnacle foods while he's looking that up we can jump into our personal look concoctions other, oh there you go when I, I guess the reason I wrote that because I wanted to bring up that that Frito Pie mix. That was something we did long, long time ago. Yeah, right there. We're at the, we're on, now we have the pinnacle. Jalapeno cheddar, it. biscuits, and herb sauce. That shit's gravy. worth buying. What's that baby cost? 16 Right there. Oh, it's a whole dollar 16. cheaper. Fucking everything's out of stock. Maybe they're going out of business. I hope not. Oh, man. Chipotle. Sticky teriyaki chicken with garlic, asparagus, and coconut rice. Egg scramble. Breakfast sausage and egg scramble with pepperoni, onions, and rosemary roasted we potatoes. To, mm. need to email them and figure out why nothing's in stock. That shit's in stock. So it's because we're fucking talking about them on the damn <laughs> podcast is why. So now fucking gastronome and pinnacle foods are going to be out of meals. Dude, that pinnacle foods is legit, just yeah. like gastronome. They have the biscuit. Oh, never mind. This is out of stock. 
Anyways, thanks for looking at that. That's if any of you guys know anybody that works at either one of those, reach out and tell them uh, they're doing a good job. Put some stuff in stock. Put some stuff in stock. Damn. I hope, the, I hope it comes in. Yeah, so, so, so personal concoctions, basically anything that you get that's dehydrated or freeze-dried is ideal because you lose the water weight. But you can take those freeze-dried, refried beans with that minute or, or anything that cooks quick, like minute oats or minute rice. Mm-hmm. It works really mm-hmm. good because you have boiled water. Two things I like to. It's not a. It's not a personal concoction. It's more. I think you have it on here. Dry snacks kind mm-hmm. of touch both. Is at Winco they sell this trail mix. Have you ever had the stuff when I bring it? Uh uh-uh. And it's like different than any other trail mix. It's called. It's a mountain. It's called like. Let's just say it's called like the Selway blend. But okay. it's, it's a name like that. Yeah. And it's got like peanuts and fucking uh, yogurt covered raisins and. Anyways. So we take it a step good. further. We just make our own fuck. We'll go yep. buy. Peanut butter M&M's, mm-hmm. cashews, yogurt-covered raisins, and we just put all, we buy big buckets of it, put it all together. Shake it up. Yeah, we'll buy like the Tex-Mex crispy shit yep. or Ooh. Chex Mix, and we put it all in the same bowl, mix it up, and then divvy it up, and that's well, good there's, shit. There's a question to be had here. Oh. Why the fuck haven't I had this? We had, well, we will this year. Yes. We'll make enough for you. Okay. How about that? So we buy all the shit that you just explained why you like that trail mix, yeah. and we just make our own trail mix. Yes. Kelly, have you tried Kelly's? Um, I know what you call it. He calls it trail mix, but it's like, uh, it's got peanuts. It's got like Chex Mix. It's it's really good. And he puts like a wasabi sauce on it and like bakes oh. it. I don't like wasabi. And not wasabi. Worcestershire. Okay. Oh. How you say it? Worcestershire. Oh, dude, it's delicious. Really? Yeah. Anyway, same kind of thing you're talking about. Something you know that you're going to love, that you're looking forward to every fucking day when you're mm-hmm. not finding animals. It's rainy. It's yeah. cold. It's shitty. Yeah. Comfort food. Oh, yeah. That's what you're trying to look Sweet at. Sweet and the- salty usually gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Like, I never realized. So, so we went, we hunted uh, elk <laughs> in Montana, and we were walking I think it was Elk in Montana that trip, but we were walking and you had these fucking root beer candies, oh, right? Yeah. I don't even know the fucking name of them, but they're just, they're all in a old. bag and they're all open. They're white bags. They're, they're like old an old fashioned. fashioned yeah. Yep. That's what they're called. Old fashioned. Okay. Something's a brand. They always have them at Ace, right? Right over here on Celtese. They got them at Ace. Ace. They always have them. Tractor well, supply. At our Cracker Barrel. They have like a big okay. store out front. They have yeah. them in there. Okay. And they have like four different brands. North 40 has them. Yeah. The reason I bring it up is because at the time I was kind of bonking out a little bit and you don't realize what that little fucking bit of sugar in your mouth does to kick your body back into gear. It's like like if you're on a long, of course, it takes your mind off things because you got something sweet in your mouth. But it literally gave me like a boost just putting the candy in my mouth, which is what I remember. Yep. And the other thing I was on that note, I love taking just fucking gummy bears. Mm. Don't put them in your pocket when it's hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> then you just have one gummy bear? <laughs> the no, gummy no, the, bear? The, the root beers, they got <laughs> stuck to my pocket and uh, like melted inside yeah. of them. Yeah, don't do that. No. Yeah, I'll probably, it's probably not a good idea with gummy bears either. No. It'd be no. like that brick of licorice at the bear camp. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's just <laughs> 10 gummy bears become one yes. big fucking gummy bear. Yeah. The ultimate yeah. bear. You got to have that. They call it in the army, they call it Lucky, Lickies and Chewies. <laughs> That's what they call your food, like the comfort food, lickies and chewies. No shit. Yeah. So they always say, don't forget your lickies and chewies. And that's uh, whatever your comfort food is. Because you would have like, everybody has the same MREs basically. Yep, and you're yep, trading this. back and forth and then you have your extras. Yeah. Then you have your real trade material. Lickies and, hey, don't forget that lickies, <laughs> lickies and chewies. Lickies and chewies, what they call it in the military. Nice. A good thing too, like 
on speaking of like the root beer candies is having like Gatorade mixes or some soda mixes to put yeah, in your, your water. Your dad put that in here. It's yeah. very and, like, true. Gives you a boost. Yeah. I don't really need. I'm I'm easy going. I could just do the water thing all day every nope. day. Some people this can't do it. Motherfucker's the guy that took all of my fucking electrolytes. I know. Oh well, that's because like, I was literally dying. <laughs> that wasn't because I wanted flavor in my water. Like, I yeah. needed the fucking he was, salt. He was falling over. Like, I, I have learned from Ryan after dying a couple of times because he's a fucking he's a goat himself. Is that electrolytes and like pre workout? Yeah. And he he fucking Ryan comes with this arsenal. Of shit, or he'll make his own concoction, and he can tell you about that. But this fucking concoction saved my ass multiple times. So, I, yeah, and it's not the well, the LMT stuff's easy to buy. Everybody can buy it. It's mm. just got potassium, magnesium, and sodium okay. at a high fucking level. It tastes like you're licking a salt block. Yeah, mm. but that's the stuff you had when we were in the cellway. But I like to take, and I'm not telling everybody. This is just for me. I like to take the the pre workout. I like coconuts flavor. The pre-workout from uh, it's a huge fucking Mountain Ups. No, I like the Enduro. So I mix it with Enduro. I like black cherry like we talked about earlier. I like the Enduro black cherry mixed with First Farm First Farm their pre-workout and coconut. And I okay. put it I just half it and half it and I just shake that fucker up and that's what you guys drink up there. Uh, the coconut black cherry? God yeah. damn, dude. It's heaven on earth. Well, we get to the water thing. We went up in the cellway and I let him, he drank all the fucking water, right? Because our water bag broke and he drank all the, well, we came back down. We were up, so we went, we, we day hunted. So we went up the mountain, came down the mountain. It took me a whole day to hydrate. Like literally I drank liter after liter after liter. I didn't pee for the first six liters of water that I drank. Where was this? In the cellway. So, it was oh, the yeah, it yeah, was the yeah, day yeah. in between because we kind of had two days up right day yep. up day down and then a rest day and then a day up day down. Well, that rest day, dude, like I when we got back to camp, I was hurting. I kind of did the dad thing and kind of I tried to give him as much water as I could. And we'll get to that, but anyways, I don't know what you're well, another, laughing about over there. Another tech tip is I knew it was a problem. I didn't really say nothing to him. I should have. They shouldn't have that bladder on the outside of their backpack. Oh uh, yeah. So I had an MSR. Six liter, they call it like a drum light bag. Drum light. Yeah, and it was. It's really because I was I was nervous that it was going to split inside my pack. Yes, and I did have my. Anyways, it was on the back, and we hiked through this drainage from fucking hell, and it got snagged. It took us two hundred two hours to go eight hundred yards. Oh my god, it's a shithole. And, it, and and you know what? It was the same shithole every time we went back and forth. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so don't put your water back on the because we were going up where there was no water. We had hoped there was, but we kind of knew there wasn't going to be any. And it really, uh, we planned on spending two nights up at the top mm. or maybe more. And we just, we ran out of water. Yeah. So my son actually had the bright idea. We had an ultralight tarp in the pack. And I think I had bought that just to put meat on. It was like a meat, like lay it on the ground, do your meat thing. Uh, and we set it up in a way where we it fucking rained like a motherfucker. We collected rainwater and poured it into our filtration, our four liter platypus gravity works filter. And it worked fantastic. And if we didn't have that water, we would have died. It's a, what is a Dyneema? Just a ground sheet, right? Yeah, we got it. I bought you one too. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And you, you bought it from. It was a Cuban fiber. The, the, now, Cuban Fire got bought out. Now it's, it's Dyneema. It's the, so it's the same. No, not it's not. Yeah. So it's the same guy that makes the Bora, bib, the ultralight Bora Bivy. Bora Gear. No? Bora, Bora Bivy. That's what he's thinking. His name of his company is Bora Bivy. He's in Montana? Southern Idaho, I think. Yeah, but I bought him from him. 
Anyways, the, what I was getting to is that little stupid ground sheet saved my bacon just being a ground sheet because yeah. later on that year I was in this, thought I was in a good spot and I set up and I fucking went to sleep and it started raining and I woke up the next morning and there was a damn river underneath that ground sheet. Uh, and I had it soaked right into my right into my pad because it was overlapping the fucking um, sleeping nice. pad. That little stupid thing saved my bacon from getting totally soaked I in like 30 degrees. Fucking weighs like two ounces or something. Yeah, and it has stakeout points. So yep. I staked it out because I knew it was, I was kind of at a little bit of a slope. Anyways, that water like went right underneath me. Didn't even know it. So It has like three three saved lives on that thing. Then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually I have a Tyvex, but I like that one because it's a little bit smaller and sleeker. And I was always just poking holes to stake them down. I don't know, actually, yeah. I sew in stake holes. Yeah. 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 It's bad. What's the name of the company? Bora Bivy. Bora Bivy. So we have like an ultralight bivy from them, which can kind of give you maybe 10 degrees more on your bag. And then also, uh, yeah, ultralight ground sheet. Oh, he's got oh he's got some pictures up here now. So that was our setup. That's well, not the yeah that's not the tarp we're talking about. That's the. Well, that's you what know, I slept under. I like how uh, how small that is for how big you boys are. <laughs> well, dude, when it was pouring rain, we were both. I I, I said I would have carried an extra fucking pound to have a damn tent with a floor in it. The floor in it. Well, like what we were used to because of how it rained up there. It's it is Bora Gear. Boragear.com. Yeah. B O R A H. Yep, like Mount Bora. Yeah. So that's your setup and that's just basically a freaking lean to. It's basically a standard freaking yeah. half shelter. It really did work good. That's that what's the name of that place that makes that tarp? The ultra hyperlight. Yeah, hyperlight, hyperlight mountain gear. Yep. yep. It's just the standard eight by eight or ten by ten tarp or whatever they had. And how much water do you think that little runoff system gave you? Oh, well, we counted it. It was like three, two liters, three liters. It was two or three the first rain. And then mm -hmm. we got another. Oh, then we set it up to like collect rain overnight. And then mm -hmm. we got up the next morning and had more. But yeah. hey, if you t put that picture up, Luke, where the tarp is set up on the ground with all the rocks. What I No, we had it tied up in a tree. So what? I took the tie points. No, and I put it. I put the corners over a big rock on four corners and then I put a big rock in the middle so it sunk it down to a funnel and then that's how we collected more and that was the second time remember uh, we did it we did it twice where we had no water mm. what I appreciate is the yard sale out in front of that tent that's like how I live that's how I live that's how fucking Mason eats it like dumps everything out and then you know picture of Mason he's up there he's like fuck this there's a lot of shit on, <laughs> a lot of shit on this list okay uh, dry snacks Dry snacks already kind of we already kind of talked about that. What's your own. what's your favorite? We talked about the basically they call that gorp, like when you mix up your own yeah. shit or trail mix. Lickies and chewies. Lickies and chewies. What other dry like Mason likes like uh, like beef sticks? Mm -hmm. I take beef beef sticks, but I like pretty simple, dude. I take that trail mix. I'll take I'll take like something like we talked about the root beer stuff. They also make a lemon drop kind of thing. I'll take take I take uh, not necessarily dry, but I take um, Jolly Ranchers. Another thing, dry snack, but it's not really a snack, but I like to take Pop-Tarts just because they're so fast and easy and they have a lot of calories. Yeah, oatmeal pies. Yep, oatmeal pies. I like the green, when I think about buying them, you ever heard of green belly mills? Uh-uh. It's like a whole mill and it's just a little brick and they're pretty good. Okay. I like to take those. I like like pro, like pro Cliff Bars, uh, you know, has a huge name. I, I prefer a Pro pro Bars. I said, pro. I don't, I'm not a bar fan. I also yeah. had that green barrel belly. We yeah. talked about this before. Yeah. I don't like like bars. They just sit heavy. Bobo's oat bars are the shit. Those were good because they have like 
fig. They're so almost like can, a fig Newton kind you of. You can get like if you get the banana chocolate chip ones, but you have to order them from Bobo's mm-hmm. and right before you're going to go. So they're fresh and man, they are fucking good. This is why I like hunting with other people that are outside. I am so fucking boring in my food selections. Yeah. That it's interesting because like, here, try this. Here, like that. What was that thing I had yesterday that you tried to offer me? I said no, and then I grabbed one because I saw you eating it. Oh, that's a new thing from Bobo's. Uh, Good. Dude, they're delicious. Banana something. Yeah. Bobo bars. Bobo oat bars. They're out of Colorado, right by where Kfaru is, I think, or they're, used to be. They're good. Yeah. But you do it. So what happens is they're so big now, they have a bunch of retailers. Like you can go into Yolks and get a Bobo's bar. But they they get hard as they sit. So like that banana chocolate chip one is del- you got to get it fresh, so mm-hmm. it's soft, and then you can eat it in the morning. You put that tarp. That's the first tarp. Okay, so that was yeah, that was tied up in a tree yeah. on the left, and then that was our setup overnight on the right. The left was the first trip. Yeah, and then we got smarter, and the right was the second trip. Yeah, that's right. We ran well, out of water. You just repuddling it up and then run it into a bottle. Yeah, so we would pick it up together and fold it up and then basically very strategically not miss a drop. Not miss a drop of water. Pour pour it into the – because that platypus – if you guys, when we get to Waterfield, we have a platypus Gravity Works four-liter set. And that has a big wide opening on the dirty bag, and it Mm -hmm. gives you a good target to get that water into. And then we just filtered it into the queen one. That's Mm -hmm. genius. That's yeah, pretty awesome. So that yeah. tarp, that that tarp right there saved our lives. Mason's twice. idea. It started pouring rain when we were out of water, and, and Mason was like, "Dad, why can't we catch the water?" I'm like, "Oh fuck, yeah, let's do it." That was one of my one of my very few life saving ideas. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, it's one of your few good ideas in history, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have no good ideas. I have, like, I have like two a year, and that was one two of them. A year. Stove. Uh, what do you guys use for a stove? Uh, so we have, we have an assortment. I have an MSR one where you actually turn the, it takes a can, but you turn it upside down. So it'll work in really cold weather. It's a gas stove, like a multi-gas stove. Yeah. Multi-gas stove. We have, uh, what else we got? We used to go ultralight backpacking where you just put the little MSR torch thing on top of the Mm -hmm. can and then put your titanium bucket on top. We got that set up. That goes in the teepee. Oh, we're talking about stoves that boil water. What water boilers? Not the titanium oh. stove in the Seek Outside TP. Okay. Which you could boil water on top of that, too. Yeah. That would work. Um, like, what's your mainstay backpacking stove? We have, like, one that's all set up. It has, like, a jar of hot sauce in there because hot sauce is the best. And then we got that mini cheese grater. <laughs> so, basically, we, we, have, we have the stoves that's technically not, like, a stove with an integrated cup. We got some. We got two different MSR ones. One's a cold weather one. One's a regular one. It just screws on to the gas can, and then we have just standard generic titanium pot that goes on top of it. So yep. we didn't buy like the whole kit. We have old. Our shit's old, actually. We have pretty old stuff from the beginning yeah. of backpacking. From yeah. seven years I'm, ago. Yeah. I started with like the what is it? Is it MSR Parker Rocket? Yeah, that's what that. we. Yeah, there's a second revision of that now. Yep. I think. And I had the Soto Windmaster. You ever heard of that? Mm. It's a kind of cool little dish. And same thing, that you have to have your own pot, put it on there. Of course, I went through the jet boil craze. Everybody did. MSR like, Reactor. I have. That's what I use now. I like that. It has come with two different size pots. So if I take more people, I need to boil more water. And yeah. if I think I'm going to be boiling snow, I take that Reactor Big Pot. Dude, that thing is so fuck. It's crazy how efficient, how fast that thing can boil water. It's insane. Yeah, and it's efficiently boiling the water. Yes. You can get, I don't know, those little canisters. How many ounces of little guys? 
six ounces. Yeah. They seem to be able to boil water for every. When I went down and hunted central Idaho, south central Idaho, all we had is snow. We're too lazy to go drop two thousand feet, and we had two canisters. We must have. I didn't count it. We had to boil like five or six gallons of water yeah. out of snow. Yeah. And the reactor doesn't burn up the bottom like that jet boil does. And if there's also the wind burner. Kelly uses the hell out of a wind burner. It's just a little mini reactor, not mm-hmm. quite as efficient, but it has a better and has the igniter. Like the reactor, the biggest problem people bitch about doesn't have that little petzel or what's it called? A petzel yeah. like striker. Yeah. Doesn't have it in there. But the fucking strikers always go bad anyways. Then you need a lighter. But the reactor's hard to beat. Yeah. And then I have had some I don't even remember the name of the, it wasn't MSR. It was a multi-stove, multi-gas stove. And that, that if you know it's going to be below 20 degrees, you probably better move to a mixed gas. Yeah, that's where I got that one. Basically, it it inverts the gas that you're used to screwing the MSR yep. little, yeah, it inverts it so that you're getting liquid instead of waiting on, because you don't get a bunch of gas pressure when it's cold, mm-hmm. so you can't get a good flame. So it inverts it and uses the liquid. I believe it can burn damn near... White gas can yeah. burn. I don't think it can't burn diesel. I don't think, but it can burn gasoline. I thought mm-hmm. kerosene. So it's kind of yeah. more, you know, if it's a zombie apocalypse, something you'd use. Mm-hmm. But I'm hooked on that reactor now just because it is so efficient. Yeah. What do you think? What are you burning? Water for food. Water. For food. <laughs> I've burned a lot more snow in the last three years than I've ever burned before. Or sorry, melted a lot more snow. Yeah. You have warm cozies on here. Warming cozies in the back in the backpacking world, especially if you if you mix your own concoction and you put it just in a freezer bag, it can help quite a bit to help your food steep. If you put it in like a foil lined type, of, they call them like if you go to Packet Gourmet, they have a little green one they sell, or they'll put one in your if you order a mm-hmm. bunch of shit, they'll put one in there, uh, and they work pretty well. Is that that's the thing that it does look like reflecting, like mm-hmm. reflected, mm-hmm. like. Properties. It's yeah. basically an insulator. I mean, if it's if it's ten degrees outside and you're trying to do your backpacking meal, and it's in a freezer bag, instead of you know, all the the bags that the freeze dried meals come in tend to have some type of insulating mm-hmm. property to them. And if you leave, those are heavy though. So in the backpacking world, you take your food out of those bags, you put them in a freezer bag, you write on it. You don't That's, carry those bags with gotcha. you. Gotcha. Something like it goes back to the. I forgot about these because I kind of burnt myself out of the uh, personal concoctions. You ever heard of a butthole sandwich? <laughs> it sounds pretty, I have uh, now. pretty bad. <laughs> uh, you, take, you type in butthole sandwich and rock okay. side comes up. Uh-huh. And Aaron's the one that made it famous, but they'd been around a long time. And it's basically a bagel, peanut butter, and bacon. Okay. And it's fucking delicious. Oh, yeah. And then you freeze dry them, or you shrink wrap them, you know, you vacuum seal them. Yeah. And it sucks it up, and that little hole looks like a butthole. Oh. <laughs> so they call them butthole sandwiches. Now, that would be tasty on the field. It is, but I ate well, my weight in butthole sandwiches. <laughs> so I got burnt out after three or four years, uh-huh. but I'm going to bring them back. And do you cook, like, real bacon, or use, like, like that? Oh, yeah. Cooked shit. No, you, you got to use real fucking thick cut yeah. bacon. Yeah. It, and I know a lot of guys that just they do that with bacon. They'll cook it and just put it in a bag and they'll eat that as a snack. Yeah, yeah. Bacon is easy mm, to eat. Fucking bacon. I like, I like elk snack sticks. Those are delicious. Dude, out there. Yeah. yeah. We didn't pack enough of those. The one who makes those those uh, jalapeno snack sticks. Uh, Personal guy. Yeah. We need. He, he's them. not open for more customers. We need to up the ante on those. This <laughs> taking those hunting. When we get that coke, everybody there when we busted Idaho. those out to shooting school, we're yeah. like, 
fuck, these are good. They're they are fucking, good. He does, dude. He has so basically these these are not dried sticks that you can take for a week. They're yeah. refrigerated, thicker, juicier elk sticks, he and he'll do like teriyaki. He'll do jalapeno cheddar, but he fuck. They're mean. Every to a man. So. Yes. Damn, these are good. Got any more? And fucking, of course, I took two to start because I was yeah, fucking smart. Yeah, you already knew. <laughs> and then I, yeah. I said, I thought there wasn't going to be enough, so I only took one, and then there was one left, so I went and grabbed uh, <laughs> I fucking said, Mason Breed. They're <laughs> fucking good. They're delicious. And it's nice, too, when you go up in the mountains or you go hunting to kind of have some other type of meat, you know? Yeah. Like when we went to bear camp, we had bear meat there, elk meat, all that good mm-hmm. shit. Absolutely. We talked about the water measuring sucks to try to get it perfect. Yeah, freeze drying your own stuff. High cost of entry. To freeze drying your own stuff, but if you spend as many days as Ryan does, it's probably yeah. worth it. I've been talking to Tanya about swinging one of those bad boys. Trying to diet in the mountains, and I brought that. I wrote that there because I read so much about. Well, you may have some food allergy or something like this, or you may be keto, or you're trying to do this, and I just think it's it'd be incredibly difficult because it's already difficult to eat. Remember we talked about that before we started. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time. People's like, "Oh, I'm gonna just fast before." I, well, fuck. Do you wanna? Do you wanna have a a, a shitty hunt or be in a dangerous situation? Yeah. Because you start fasting and say you haven't fasted before, and then you put on the fact that you're burning lots and lots of calories. What if you? You know, we have it on here. What if you bonk out to a level that you're you totally yeah. lose it? The bonking out part, like if you get an elk down and you got to hump out four quarters, there are guys like uh, like Patrick FedEx Patrick tells me about his buddy mm-hmm. where. He could run up fucking Canfield in 30 minutes. But as soon as you put a quarter on his back, he burns so much calories just naturally that he just bonks out and has to eat constantly to hump that quarter out. Mm-hmm. So if you're the type of guy that if you go do a small hike and you're eating seven Twinkies when you get back because you're starving, I mean, that's not don't be dieting in the fucking mountains. You're going to hurt yourself. It's a bad idea. Yeah bad idea yeah in like, fact you need more you need bacon you need more calories more so all of the things they tell you not to eat here well you're actually doing work in the mountains you're sweating you're burning calories hauling weight around it's when you need to up it from your normal you know consumption at home you have getting enough calories on here that's in that's not only they have like the generic numbers but you also got to take into account how many you know are you going to a place to camp for three days are you hiking every day all day there's, there's more to it than that. I think the rule of thumb, I can't even remember the ounce-wise per calorie, ounce per, uh, a brain like, fart. Like if you get up in like, I think the 80, 90 calorie per ounce mark, that's pretty heavy. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. There's like a fucking, I think it was uh, Kuyu, Jason from Kuyu had like a oh, I bet. Math, math, mathed it out. Yeah. There's like some equation for it, but. It ends up being about two pounds of food per day. If you do really high calorie stuff and you do this, the normal stuff people are hunting and backpacking with, it's about two pounds of food per day. That, yeah, that sounds about fair. Yeah. And we would make our we would make daily meals in freezer bags, and then we would weigh them. And if they they weren't two, we would try to put more stuff in there. Yeah, so we would we'll lay everything out on a big table and we'll organize each day's food into a bag. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Mason eats all my fucking food. So we'll have like a yeah, breakfast, but, lunch, and dinner with a snacks and all that in a bag. You have one gallon baggie. You put it all into. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. And the reason I do that is because I'm very, if I, if I don't do it that way, then I'll eat all the good shit first because yep. I'm fucking lazy. Yep. So I eat what's in that fucking bag and mm-hmm. then I move to the next. Yeah. It's easy too because if you plan on, if you're elk hunting and you plan on leaving early in the morning and not coming back till late at night, it's easy just to grab your bag of food for that day and throw it in the pack <laughs> the, and go. The best part is this happened to me and Tanya and a couple other friends is you pack for seven days and you kill that bull on the first day. 
you have all fucking six days to pack out with you. It's awesome. Yeah. But just nature of the beast. Yeah. I mean, you could dump it out in the woods. Got a lot of money fucking dumping yeah. it out, but we yeah. packed it all out. Seven miles in, seven miles out. Yeah. And not to, mad, not to mention, that food takes up so much volume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It takes up a third of your fucking backpack if you're going seven days and you oh, have yeah. that much food. Oh, yeah. That's good, too, with taking the food out of the freezer bags, or not the freezer bags, the, yeah. the freeze-dry meals and put them in a Ziploc bag. It reduces the size. Were you halving them, or were you just dumping the contents in and making it smaller? Mm-hmm. Don't you weren't halfing the, the... No. Okay. Does does he look like he halves? Well, I mean, I didn't know. He was, he was, you were getting a half, and he was getting a half, and then he would just take your half anyway. That motherfucker ain't ate a happy I meal since he was two. I don't he eat He went right bones. to, like, the Big Mac, Big Mac combo at three years old. Can I get a three, four, and five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full size. For size uh, reference, guys, here, he's 13, and he weighs what? Like 225. 225 at 13, so he's a... He's going to play offensive guard for the Dallas Cowboys. He really likes butthole sandwiches. <laughs> you into the butthole sandwiches? Do you like bacon? Do you like peanut butter and do you like bagels? Then you would love them. Jalapeno In fact, cheddar bagels. Dude, Yolks, Yolks makes the best jalapeno cheddar bagels. And if we did that on those, it would be money. Jalapeno cheddar with peanut butter and bacon. Ooh, that does sound delicious. Like they put the cheese on. Like the whole center of the butthole is a big melted pile of cheese. Yolks is a good store. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do really good donuts, All right. too. Bonking out. Anything <clears throat> specific? We um, about? That was kind of about the... I was just thinking about those candies. So that comes down to trying not to diet when you're... Bring enough calories. Or you're going to regret it. The only time I've ever bonked out was a scouting trip with my Uncle Randy with a Y. Yeah. <laughs> and it was water-related, not food-related. Okay. Mm-hmm. Make sure you got... You, yeah. Water will kill you. And I'm learning, yeah. It. Definitely bring some of this pre-workout shit. Some of... You know, so all the shit that Ryan talked about is definitely uh, worth looking into. With those Rootberg candies, good too, or those Werther's... Originals? Yeah. yeah. yeah the caramel candies, mm-hmm. those are good too. Have some Lickies and Chewies, basically. So... Water, bladders, hard side hydration makes the nice Nalgene set up with the hose. But basically, I just put water down there. We can talk about filtration and how you move your water around. Yeah, my water, mine has moved, been my filtration system has been lots of things. And I almost always now, it sounds bullshitty, but I've just probably almost went to pills. Mm. Just because I know I have them, I know I'll use them. Mm-hmm. And it's usually me, maybe. If I have the goats, I'll just fucking go to the... I'll go to a quick fill it way up, filter it there. But if I'm by myself, it's just pills. Hmm. And if it's if the goat's with me, it's a pump filter. And they're pretty universal. Everybody probably yep. used them. Tried the gravity ones, they always fuck me. Like the big bladder gravity ones. Yep. We're, we were hunting when it was, they were kind of fucking us. It was when we were hunting in Elk in Montana, and it was hard to get some of the water out of it. Yeah, you have to. Well, I bought a new filter since then. I had that filter for a long time, but you got to backwash them. Like you got to run run the water back and forth. But okay. you can run it; it'll freeze on you. So if you're where freeze. it's freezing, you need to keep it in your, the filter in your sleeping bag. When we went to that long trip, I said we had to pack all the food out. Luckily, we shot the elk quick because it was kind of murky. It was a, it was a lake, but it was kind of shitty on the edges, mm-hmm. and it constantly plugged that filter. We're trying to backfill it, you know, back flush it. Just, they've never worked out. Had a tag in central Idaho. We had a, basically made, we had, had like a little straw we brought, a little pole. Mm. It was actually this little piece of pipe, and we jammed it into the stream. And even that water was too murky, and it kept jamming up the filter. Yeah. So those gravity filters, the big ones, I'm not talking about the Sawyer, you know, squeeze filters, but those big, you know, seven-liter gravity filters, they sound great. 
But what, what do you do when they're fucking clogged and they're giving you like an ounce an hour? Yeah. You definitely have to carry the fucking pills with you no matter what. Yeah. Pills are light and you can carry lots of them. I always put some, I always put, I have like in your, uh, what is Aaron called? He calls it the possible pouch. Possible pouch. Yeah. I always have coffee filters Mm -hmm. just because you can filter the bullshit, most of the bullshit out and then put your pills in. But coffee filters are stupid light and they're easy to put in your little possible pouch. The biggest thing with the pills is people don't wait. Mm. You got to wait a minimum of 30 minutes. Yeah. And then you can't do too big. I just try to do an analogy at a time yep. because you, if you're doing a gallon, fuck, you're supposed to wait an hour and something. A lot of people prefer the Aquamira drops yep. where you got to mix the A and the B. B and the B because you don't get that fucking weird iodine taste with that. Yeah, but, but it's more difficult. And those expire fast where the pills are good for 10. I think the Aquamira is good for two. Yeah. And then once you mix the A and B together, it's not, it's only supposed to be good for so long. You're supposed to do it like basically each time and you got to mix them in the little cap deal and then pour it in. Uh, we had this little dropper, so we would we could mix a little bit ahead of time for the day, and then use the dropper. I I like Doctor Beer; it's probably the best or the pills. Mm. And, and maybe I have the worst luck, which you you tell me I do. But the damn Steri pins, <laughs> they always shit out on me battery wise every yeah. year. So again, that's why I go back to the pills because I always have them; they always mm. fucking work. Yeah. No matter what, though, I mean, at all the different backpacking hunting trips we've been on, I don't know. Neither of us have got. Water, some sickness from water, knock on wood. The beaver fever. Yeah. And uh, when we get high enough, like there, you know, just that bear camp right there, there are certain streams and spots. When you're high enough in the mountains and you're close to the snow source, you know, we're just drinking out of the stream. Yeah. And I mean, that, no matter what they say, it's a gamble because there could be a dead animal above it. But yeah. a lot, I'm not going to say I haven't risked it and done it too. Yeah. And remember, it doesn't usually affect you that day. It's like 13, 14, 15 days later is when it fucking hits you. Yeah. Just like trichinosis, right, Luke? <laughs> the tricky, tricky. He can't hear you. Oh. We, we brought that up, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he brought up some tricky. bear camp. Oh, uh, that was also the silway. Yeah. Jazzing up your water. We talked about that. Filtration styles. Water bags and having them rip open on you and catching rainwater in your tarp. Yep. Yeah. Swig rig. Get it. Use it. Oh, yeah. Hard side hydration swig rigs. Pretty freaking awesome. Whether you have a smart water bottle or a Nalgene, they have a hose and lid system that will attach to it. makes it pretty badass. I I'm not a fan of bladders. I, yeah. we, I debate this on Rockside because people always say that with a grain of salt because I'm fortunate and I can spend a lot of days in the field and it just gives you more chance to see what fucks up. Mm-hmm. So one of my years is probably most people's five years. And fucking bladders, they don't always just blow up. They just get little cracks or the hose will crack at the top where you screw on the lid. Mm-hmm. The highest, the hard side hydration, I didn't think I'd use it. And I actually love it. It's pretty awesome. It is. Yeah. We carry that stuff in the retail store too. If you guys are local, you want to check them out. I like the smarts because they're super light compared to the Nalgene's. Mm-hmm. But like if you're going late season hunting, you got to have the Nalgene. You guys sell them, right? Freeze. You said that. So yeah, we got all the hard side stuff in the retail mm-hmm. store. We got a backpack set up too with a smart water and with an Nalgene. Yeah. That stuff is uh, better than I thought it'd be. And they have one that does screw on the smart bottle, right? That's yeah. new. Yeah. Smart they call it the ultralight swig rig. So that'll go on a smart water bottle. And smart water, you can get a liter and a half bottle. And it works on the, that's the same cap size for both. And then it's not just smart water. There's a number of different manufacturers that use the same thread type uh, for the lid. Mm-hmm. And that being said, before that, we used to always carry an extra cap for our water bottle because if you lose your cap, you're kind of fucked. That would be in the possibles pouch. Zip ties, lighter, water purification tablets, that hmm. kind of shit. We forget anything? Have a tarp to catch rainwater. 
yeah, get to get on that Bora gear, get that ultralight tarp. I think uh, I think when I had bought those, I had to reach out to him because he said they were out of stock. And basically, he makes he'll do like a batch and then he'll put them in stock. So and maybe I, yeah. yeah, I've been using their bivy for fifteen years. Yeah, they make really nice bivvies. He makes a lot of really nice stuff. On he there. was the lightest, most affordable Cuban Dyneema whatever tarp that was mm. out there. Yeah. All right. Well. If we you have a good tip on food or water, send a good it to fucking. Us. If you guys got good recipes, fucking send them to us. We're gonna give them a go. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna have to do a a co-funded shoot to hunt <laughs> freeze dryer. Could be. <laughs> Make Could our be. own mills. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, podcast at shoot to hunt dot com. Make sure it's the number two, not the letters two. Uh-huh. Uh, you can get hold of us on Instagram at shoot to hunt dot com or sorry shoot to hunt just dm us on instagram if you want to get a hold of us that way what's the words of wisdom mason i don't have parting any words. shots got a joke no damn i only have one you got one are you, one you already told, told us told the toilet paper joke yeah uh, jake got any words of wisdom uh really out of this whole podcast you know testing shit before you go it's probably the most important important yep. thing Test otherwise your you get the explosive diarrhea. You never want to race your backpack. Yeah. Get it off your body before <laughs> lava flows out of your butt crack. Actually, I would say, so we used to, it was all about ultralight backpacking. So we would actually dry our, we would bring wipes, but we would dry them out. That actually is a good idea because yeah. you, you gave me some and then I, now I'm doing so that. So we grabbed a little, we grabbed like the, it. you know, the 40 little wipe packs or whatever, just rip the whole top off, leave them in the garage, just open. And, you know, four weeks later, they're 100% dried out. And I prefer that to toilet paper. They're more durable. You're always going to have water with you anyway, so you can rehydrate them if you want and have a real wet wipe. But, yeah. There That's when the explosive diarrhea comes in. <laughs> yeah. A clean O-ring is important. A clear What is it? A clean O-ring is a happy O-ring? That's right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.